a Telltale Pod production. Daisy and the Trouble with Christmas by Kez Gray with music by Aaron Kenny. Chapter 7 When we got into school, everyone in the whole playground was really, really excited about being in a school Christmas play. Colin Kettle wanted to be a shepherd, Nishta Bakrat wanted to be an angel with at least six wings, Paula Potts wanted to be a three king but didn't mind which present she brought, and Liam Chaldecott's dad said if Liam wasn't Joseph, he was going to write to Mrs Peters to complain. In assembly, Gabby and me were so excited, we could only pretend to sing the songs. Our voices had gone so squeaky. Harry Bayliss fidgeted all the way through because he wanted to be a Roman soldier with an actual sword. Fiona Tucker nearly wet herself again because she was bursting to be an angel with a magic wand. And Liberty Pierce said she'd done a prayer to God, asking if she could have first ride on the camels. I so hope I'm the three king with the gold, I said to Gabby as we walked back to our classroom. And I so hope I'm Mary, said Gabby. Gabby said that Mary was the best person to be in the Christmas play by far because you get to wear a blue dress. Gabby's favourite colour's blue. Plus, she said Mary can ride donkeys sideways. I told her only circus people can ride donkeys sideways, but Gabby said she'd seen a photo of Mary actually doing it. So it must be true. I told Gabby that even if Mary could ride donkeys sideways, we weren't allowed alive donkeys in the school play. Plus, the three king with the gold had a camel, and camels were much better than donkeys. Double plus, wearing a gold crown was much better than wearing a blue cloak. And carrying a golden present was even better. Then I said there was no way Gabby was going to be Mary anyway because she had blonde hair. So then Gabby got a bit cross and kicked the wall in the corridor. The trouble with kicking walls in corridors is it scuffs the toe of your school shoes. Gabby said she'd be in for it if her mum saw the scuff because she'd only had her shoes on for two hours. I said I'd spit on it when we got back to the classroom and then rub it with my finger. That always makes my scuffs go away. At least for a while. Then Gabby said she would wear a black wig if she had to. Plus, we weren't allowed live camels either. And anyway, the three kings present wouldn't be real gold. 
but her cloak would be real blue. So would her hood and her shoes, if Mrs Peters would let her wear them. That's the trouble with blue school shoes. They have to be black. Otherwise you get told off. Especially if they're white trainers. When we got back to our classroom after assembly and sat down at our desks, Mrs Peters had to clap her hands six times before she could get everyone to be quiet. Then she had to clap again because Jack Beach Whistle still wouldn't be quiet. Then Fiona Tucker put her hand up and asked if she could go to the loo. So we had to wait even longer to find out which person in the school Christmas play we were going to be. Fiona Tucker must have been really, really bursting because it took her absolutely ages to come back. She took so long Liberty Pierce had to go to the loo too. Then Colin Kettle. And then Jack Beach Whistle. But he wasn't allowed because he really didn't need to go. When everyone had come back from the loo, Mrs Peters clapped her hands two more times again and said, Right, children, quiet please, children, while I read out my list. On this list are the names of the children in the class who I've chosen to be lead characters in the school Christmas play. After I've read out your name, I will read out the name of the character you're going to be. For example, Gabriella. You will be Mary. That's the trouble with Gabby. She's really jammy. Once Gabby had stopped squealing like a hamster, Mrs Peters read out all the other parts in the play. Daniel Carrington was going to be Joseph. Nishta Bagwat was going to be the three king with the gold. Vicky Caro was going to be the three king with the frankincense. Harry Bayliss was going to be the three king with the myrrh. Liberty Pierce, Fiona Tucker and Jasmine Smart were all going to be angels. Daniel McNichol was going to be a bright, shining star. Jack Beachwhistle was going to be King Herod. Colin Kettle, Sanji Lepore and Bernadette Lane were all Roman soldiers with actual swords. Liam Chaldicott was going to be the innkeeper. Melanie Simpson was going to be a barmaid. David Alexander, Barry Morley and Stephanie Breakspear were going to be shepherds. Paula Potts was going to be a sheepdog. And all the children in the class who hadn't had their names read out were going to be part of a special gang of singing sheep called the Woolly Wonkers. Oh yes, 
and I was going to be Mary's helper. At first, when Mrs Peters told me I was going to be Mary's helper, I didn't know what to say or think. I'd heard of Mary before, but I'd never heard of a Mary's helper. So then I asked Gabby what it was. What's a Mary's helper? I whispered. It's someone who helps me, said Gabby all excitedly. Isn't it good, Daisy? You and me are going to be together on stage in the school play. Mrs Peters has put us together because we're best friends. Isn't it brilliant? So I kind of forgot about being a three king and got really excited about being a Mary's helper instead. Gabby was going to be Mary and I was going to be her helper. We were going to be a special Christmas team together in the school Christmas play. How exciting was that? After Mrs Peters had read out all the parts that were going to be in the Christmas play, she made us all calm down again. Except for Jack Beechwistle. Jack Beechwistle couldn't calm down at all. He just wouldn't stop waving his arms about and asking who King Herod was. In the end, he asked so much he had to go and stand outside the classroom door. After about five minutes, Mrs Peters let him back in. Then she told us the story of Christmas. The trouble with the story of Christmas is it's a bit strange in the beginning, if you ask me. It goes like this. One day, actually night, Mary, who was going to be Gabby, was asleep in bed when she had a dream. God, who wasn't going to be anyone, spoke to Mary in her dreams and told her she was going to have a baby. Plus, he told her that the baby was going to be called Jesus and that Jesus would be his son. But although Jesus would be God's son, God needed a different dad to look after him. So God told Mary to ask her husband, who was called Joseph, to be Jesus' dad instead. That's the trouble with being God. You're far too busy to look after babies, even if it is your own baby. Then Daniel Carrington, who was going to be Joseph, put his hand up and asked Mrs Peters a question. He said, Miss, if Mary is Joseph's wife, but she's having God's baby, does that mean she's been having an affair? 
Mrs Peters went a bit red and said no, it didn't. It just meant that God moves in mysterious ways. Then Jack Beechwhistle started moving in mysterious ways in his school chair. So he got sent out the classroom again. After he was let back in, Mrs Peters told us that Joseph was really pleased when he heard the news about the baby Jesus. Joseph was a carpenter, so I reckon he probably started carving some wooden toys for baby Jesus to play with. Then baby Jesus started growing in Mary's tummy and everyone was really happy. Until one day, just before Jesus was going to be born, Mary and Joseph were told that they would have to go all the way to a town called Bethlehem to put their names down on a special list. Bethlehem was the place Joseph and Mary were born and the special list was an I was born here list called a census. The trouble with censuses is if you've moved somewhere else, you have to go all the way back straight away, even if you're going to have a baby. Otherwise, you won't get on the list. So Mary and Joseph bought a donkey to take them all the way from the town they were living in, called Nazareth, to the town they were born in, called Bethlehem. The trouble with donkeys is they're not big enough for two people, so Joseph had to walk all the way there. Nishta Bagwat said they should have bought a camel instead because they're bigger, plus they can fit two people on. But the trouble with camels is they're very expensive, so only three kings can afford to buy them. So it had to be a donkey. I don't know what the donkey was called, but I would have called him Buttons. So, one warm and starry night, Mary, Joseph and Buttons set off across the desert to go to Bethlehem. The trouble with deserts is all the sand looks the same, which means you can get lost really easily if you're not careful, especially in the dark. So to help Mary and Joseph find Bethlehem without getting lost, God put a great big shining star in the sky right above it. Then some angels started telling other people to follow the star to Bethlehem too. Some shepherds who were watching their woolly wonkers by night were told how special baby Jesus was going to be and where he was going to be born. Plus, three kings were told about Jesus by some other angels too. All the kings and all the shepherds wanted to see baby Jesus being born, so off they all went to Bethlehem with lots of sheep and presents. Mary and Joseph got to Bethlehem first because they had a head start. The trouble is, they couldn't find anywhere to stay. Every time they knocked at an inn, the innkeeper said they were full. Barry Morley said the innkeepers were out of order because they must have been able to find a space for Mary and Joseph to sleep somewhere. 
even if it was on a settee, especially if Mary was going to have a baby. But in the end, a kinder innkeeper did give Mary and Joseph somewhere to stay. He let them sleep in his stable. The trouble with sleeping in a stable is it must have been really smelly. Stables are like barns and they're full of cows and sheep and things. Even with nice fresh straw in it, a stable would still whiff of you-know-what, especially if a horse did a whoopsie. But Mrs Peters said Mary and Joseph had no choice, so that's where baby Jesus was born, in a stable with all the whiffs and whoopsies. Paula Potts said her mum had just had a baby, and if she ever had a baby too, there is no way she would have it in a stable. When she had a baby, she was going to have it in a nice clean hospital. And after she brought her baby home, she would give it a lovely warm cot with teddy bears in it and a mobile that played sleepy time tunes. Plus, she'd have a baby listening monitor and a special place for dirty nappies. But Mrs Peters said they didn't have things like that in olden days. All Mary and Joseph had for Jesus to be born in was something called a manger. And they even had to borrow that. The trouble with mangers is they aren't meant to be used for cots at all. I mean, you do know what a manger is. It's a wooden box that you put the horse's food in. You know, actual horse food. Like hay and grass and sugar lumps and stuff. There's no way you're supposed to put a baby in a manger. Not even if you take all the sugar lumps out first and fill it with the cleanest hay on earth. But Mary and Joseph did. And the shepherds and the three kings let them. If you ask me, the last thing baby Jesus needed was gold, frankincense and myrrh. He'd have been much better off with a new cot, a nice big teddy and some lovely soft blankets. That's the trouble with the three kings. They went and bought the wrong presents. After Jesus was born, all the shepherds and the sheep and the kings and probably some chickens gathered around the manger to see how special he was. He was so special, everyone said he was going to grow up to be king of all the kings in all the world. Then, after that, everyone apart from Mary, Joseph and baby Jesus went home. But that wasn't the end of the story, though. We thought it was, but it wasn't. Because another king called Herod found out that Jesus had been born and he wasn't happy about it at all. In fact, he was more jealous of Jesus than Santa's reindeers are of Rudolph. Herod wanted himself to be king of all the kings, not Jesus. So do you know what he decided to do? He was so jealous. He sent all his Roman soldiers out to find Jesus and kill him with actual 
actual thought. Then the dinner bell went. Not in Bethlehem, because Bethlehem didn't have dinner bells. At least the stables didn't. The dinner bell went outside of our classroom door. Mrs Peter said we didn't have to worry about Jesus over lunch because in the Bible he would be kept safe from Herod's soldiers and he would still grow up to be the king of all the kings in all the world. Which was good because the trouble with trying to eat your packed lunch when you're worrying about baby Jesus is it could make it really hard for your sandwiches to go down. So everything was all right after that, until Jack Beachwhistle tried to arrest us. A Telltale Pod production. Daisy and the Trouble with Christmas by Kez Gray. With music by Aaron Kenny.